and welcome to the Seattle Coffee Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Pat, and joining me this episode is Chris from an organization called Get You Some Gear. Get You Some Gear is a really cool organization that I'll let Chris talk a little bit more about. But if you're curious, check out the links in the show notes and uh, head over to our Instagram where we've shown some of the work that we've done with Get You Some Gear. In short, they're an organization that helps to support marginalized folks in the coffee industry and help them get their start with their coffee business through grants and through uh, getting gear to people who need it. So I'm really excited about this conversation. I'm going to take it away now and, uh, and, and, and insert this chat with Chris. Enjoy. So I am here with Chris from Get You Some Gear. How's it going, Chris? Hey, how are you? I'm pretty good. Thanks for asking. Thanks for <laughs> uh, for coming on the podcast. This is really exciting because you're our first guest from outside of SCG to oh, be on the wow. show. So how's it going? How's, what's what's up? Not a whole lot. Um, today, I think today's been a been a pretty busy day. Um, we are discussing content for the education department so we're like in the process cool. of of creating it also today is a gearbox packing day and so my bed i don't know if you can see behind me um but my bed is just covered in boxes and gear sure. and underneath the bed and over here <laughs> gotcha yeah um so for people who don't know you um are are, are you one of the founders of get you some gear or um or, or are, do, do you work in like another capacity? So I, um, I started it. Cool. Um, That's what I thought. I wanted two, to make sure I had it right. Yeah. 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 Um, two years ago, almost. Cool. I think it'll be two years in like June or July. What is time? Right. Um, but it, I always tell people that get you some gear kind of started by accident. Sure. Um, but yeah, I can, I could give you the, the, yeah, the please do. Down. Tell, so, tell us um, about it because I think a, a lot of people listening probably haven't heard of it. So yeah, so it's it's actually a pretty sweet deal. So we um, redistribute donated coffee gear um, and educational resources, books, etc., to baristas and just coffee workers that hold marginalized identities. Um, and it it started back when I was working and eventually managing at a cafe and it was one of those dream teams where like everybody's excited about coffee. Like, yeah, I feel like that doesn't always happen. Um, no, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> but we were still, you know, making like coffee wages, um, right. and coffee gear is expensive. So we were like, okay, let me put out a call on Instagram, my personal Instagram. My partner is like very coffee, very into the coffee, uh, industry community too. So she reposted it and, that's we got some gear and we got more gear than we thought we were going to get. And I think <laughs> we were like sitting on the couch and I was like, hey, you think this could be a thing? And she was like, yeah, you should do it. And so that's awesome. Bam. <laughs> yeah, that's such a cool story. We it's 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 great to hear because coffee is an industry that is um, still growing so much in empowering like all kinds of people and and in building a more like diverse cohort of people like working in the industry and you hear stories about sharing of like equipment and and resources in places like music and art and stuff like that and it feels like that is something that that coffee should be experiencing as well so it's so cool to hear about a a, a program like get you some gear that works to do that in that space because it's something that 
I probably didn't think about it as much until I heard about your organization mm-hmm. and then it clicked. It was like, of course, yeah, that should be something that is, that is super common and that happens. And it's, it's wild too, because you, you think about, you know, the, the cost of a basic pour over kit. Um, and you think about what a barista usually makes and, you know, we're more concerned about paying our bills, but you know, we also want to grow in our career and learn more about coffee if that's what we want to do. Um, and this was, this magically somehow like started helping to bridge that gap. And yeah, I don't know. I hope we don't have to exist one day. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, I think that you hit on it where the people don't understand how expensive it is to run a coffee program and don't understand that you know, a lot of people look at like, oh, it's a this this, this latte costs $5 at this local cafe. That's ridiculous. But there's a reason for that, because you're working you're talking about highly trained people who've been doing or passionate about the thing that they're doing or working on really expensive equipment and the gatekeeping that can happen for people who are coming from like marginalized communities and don't have the same degree of privilege that a lot of um, like the people that have been running the coffee industry for so long have. It's (laughs) it's it's difficult. It's it's hard. Um, And I think that. You know, some progress has definitely been made, but there's, you know, always work to do, always, you know, more ways to grow and evolve as an industry, of course. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that that Get You is, is here. Yeah. And the best doing the thing for people who want to know, I mean, we can hit this at the end again, too, but for people who want to know, like, keep up with what you're doing, what's the best way to follow get you some and, and, and to, to, to participate, get involved if they have the ability to. Oh, totally. Um, so we are currently building our website, but you can follow us on Instagram at get you some gear. Um, the spicier takes are always on Twitter. Um, (laughs) but it's, it's the same handle at get you some gear. No, I, I, it's funny. I don't make my, uh, my personal, I don't mix the streams with my personal social media accounts and, and stuff I do for Seattle coffee gear, but mm-hmm. I use the personal account to follow the get you some Twitter account. Cause I was like, that's, uh, that there's good stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you like the most, the, the wildest things happen, um, from Twitter asks, like I, I, I'm hoping that we'll be able to have a, some kind of a throwdown or a sick bev competition at a gas station. And awesome. Like, it's going to happen because of Twitter, I think, like eventually. Well, and that's the that's something that is I think a lot of people maybe don't understand who consume maybe they make coffee at home or they go to like local coffee shops, but there's a really fascinating community around coffee that is like it's very easy to um talk about it in like kind of cringy ways where you're comparing it to to other industries but i've always thought like avoiding that it's like there's this like artist sort of underground around coffee where you're seeing like latte at throwdowns and like pour over competitions and stuff like that in a way that is really really exciting and cool if you have any interest in the industry but it's hard to get eyes on it sometimes yeah and it's it's also there's that there's that gatekeeping, right? Because mm. you, I mean, I've been to throwdowns before where I was convinced that I didn't want to go to another throwdown. Mm. Um, because, 
you know, typically the at least in in my state, in my area, like the folks that are participating in these things besides the people that I know don't look like me. Sure. Um, and so that, you know, we, we threw a throwdown right before the pandemic, I think last December. Um, and it was the opposite of that. It was, you know, many coffee companies coming together to help send someone to competition. Um, but it was like just a big party and you, you it didn't feel like, um, you know, the, the competition in the air, the like, you can cut this tension with a knife. There was, right. there was none of that. We had like a DJ and we were doing the electric slide on one side while people were pouring shots. So yeah, I, I think like making things accessible in that way too, uh, little by little for the, for the community is also something that I, I've seen more of. And I, I just, I just want to see a whole lot more. Absolutely. And it's yeah. an interesting thing to think about with, like, this is something that I struggle with being a professional who works professional who works in the industry in the capacity that I do, which is the people who who actually produce the coffee that makes it to the roasters are indigenous people from all over the world. And then as soon as it hits the roaster, suddenly like the way that people who are <laughs> operating within the coffee industry look totally changes. And it's really ridiculous when you stop and think about it. Um, and so I think trying to like break those barriers down and build a more diverse and inclusive space, and it can only happen through opportunity, right? Because it's not that it's, 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 there's no shortage of all kinds of different people who want to work in the space. Very true. Very true. And you know, it's just, it's, I've seen it a lot with roasting. It's like roasters want to, you know, keep that information to themselves. And I, I, I'm not really sure what, what the, the, the thought process is behind that, but you know, you're not always going to be in that position. So why not teach other people how to lighten your load? For um, sure. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Feelings. And I think it's, there's that, there's the classic problem that comes from like the, as the industry becomes more diversified, you run into that issue where you have people who are holding power and they go, okay, well, things need to change a little bit. We're going to guide that change when the actual way to do it in an authentic way is to put people who you want to learn from who have more diverse backgrounds in the driver's seat (laughs) and say, (laughs) you show me, but we still run into that problem over and over again where, you know, you have these like larger, um, interests from people that have been doing this for a long time, trying to like, look at inspirations from marginalized communities and adopt them instead of actually saying like, no, you are the ones who actually know how to do this. Yeah. then they'll they'll like build their own weird, like charity thing. Yeah. And I, this, this makes me think about get you a grant. Um, because when, you know, Kelly and Hannah and I were were talking about building that program, it was like, I was like, y'all like, grant applications are ridiculous. Like Mm -hmm. you have to bear your soul to these organizations. Um, and it just, it feels so like clinical, right? Um, the, the get you a grant application. I think I have to go back and look at it, but I think it was like eight questions and yeah, it was like, you know, post a video about yourself if you want, like, where are you from? What's your name? Like those were the important questions. Right. Um, because like who are who are we to 
make folks like beg um, but, and make yeah. it more inaccessible, you know, like absolutely. That's, that's what, that's what we try to, to champion more for. And I think f- I don't want to speak to, for, um, for, for Hannah or Kelly who are, you know, if people who aren't familiar are people that, that have helped worked work on our back end um, with get you to put this grant program together. Um, I, I know that there was a, a desire to say, hey, how can we get involved in this space and help without doing the thing I was just saying, which is mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. say like, oh, we could host a latte art throwdown and maybe people would want a DJ when it's like, we're not qualified <laughs> to, to, to set something like that up and instead trying to find people to say, look, what do you need? Um, how can we help uh, without trying to make it all the way about us? Um, yeah, yeah. And I know that like Getchu has been such a really great partner in doing that. Um, and we're always like all of us who are not related to the money side of things are always so excited. <laughs> and I mean, I think the people who in that in that department are, too. I just can't speak for them because I'm not so. on that side. I'm on the creative side all the way. But um, but we're always so excited to like when I read those stories that we hear about from where the grants go. It's just super exciting to see like uh, so many different kinds of people finally being able to express themselves in coffee. Yeah, it's I, I think I spent a lot of time crying on Zoom with Hannah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean it was it was great and the the really cool thing is we still keep in touch with a lot of those folks. Um and they I don't know, it's 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 cool to develop a friendship with, yeah. with folks in the community and build more community when, you know, a year ago we may not have known that they even existed. So right. it's, it's just amazing. Yeah. And I know that we appreciate the window into, and to those communities and into just like, I think something that's easy to happen um, when you are working in the capacity that we work in, in the industry, which is as sort of a retailer, Mm-hmm. primarily it's really easy to lose touch with what's happening on the ground with the coffee community and with the culture of um of of like coffee programs and you know we focus a lot on home brewing but all of that stuff moves to follow what baristas and coffee professionals are doing because it there's not that's where most of the innovation is happening right so yeah. i think for us it's just such a valuable opportunity to learn from what you're doing and from what the people that are getting these grants are doing to try to understand where the industry is headed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so cool. And I like have learned that about some of these coffee shop owners and coffee business owners and a lot of, you know, the, I think the direction where a lot of these folks are headed is toward mutual aid. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you know, like Mina's world and the Philly fridge and just like people are, really, really, really wanting to actually be a part of the community that they exist in. And right. like, that's, that's the dream, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think having business owners who, I mean, across different industries, right. But coffee is obviously it's, it's in a lot of communities. Um, and I have less experience, uh, when it comes to more rural communities, but certainly in a lot of like urban and suburban communities, coffee shops are like a focal point of 
the community. They're a place that people get together and um, and share ideas and stuff. Um, I'm from Detroit originally, and the coffee scene there is the reason that I got into coffee, really. Like, I, I worked as a barista when I was in college just because it was a job. Um, uh-huh. But then getting into doing some like home roasting and and tasting different coffees was because of the coffee shop culture that happened in that city. And for that to work, the, the people who run the businesses have to reflect the community. Um, and I think that's what the stuff that you're saying does for um, a lot of areas that maybe couldn't have had a coffee shop before because there just isn't the, distrib- the, the distribution of capital and of opportunity to allow that to exist. Yeah, more more of all of that good stuff. Like <laughs> I don't mean the soapbox either. I just I don't, oh, I don't get to talk. Not, I don't get to talk not. about this stuff super often with people who are really knowledgeable about it. So it's exciting for me too. And it's it's it was just incredible when you know I got I got the the phone call from Hannah. It was like I think it was a Friday. She was about to finish for the day, and she was like, "I just have to tell you about what we decided to do," um, and. I, I just I just can't believe it happened, but the the fifty thousand dollars that we were able to help redistribute, you know, with the help of Seattle Coffee Gear, like encouraged other people to give too. For um, sure. So I think it was just over sixty seven thousand dollars that went directly from, you know, the the companies that that were donating the money to the business owners and not only was that like, you know, an, an important gesture, I think, um, it was important for, you know, the companies that were giving to work on building a relationship with the great totally. recipients. And we saw a lot of that and we're still seeing it and it's, it's, it's just wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't want to pull all of the stuff that we just talked out about is like the most important stuff, but I am curious from like a fun perspective, what are some of the, your favorite, we talked a little bit before I introed it and maybe we'll cut some of that in, but what are some of your favorite coffees right now and like right ways now, to brew and stuff? Ways to brew. Um, well, I am, I am a decaf lover. So, uh, <laughs> little waves is also here in Durham. They've got some, some really nice decafs, um, and blends for espresso. I, um, made this on an aeropress <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's funny i <laughs> i got uh i don't want to say yelled at because that implies that it was a mean conversation but <laughs> i was recently shooting some video for us around aeropress i made like a aeropress iced thing um for our youtube channel and i had to admit that like i've almost i've barely used aeropresses before that it was just a method i never got into and the reason is because i was always terrified the couple times i made them that i was going to just like hulk out and smash the cup underneath the press and it was just gonna shatter (laughs) so i never really did it and and the uh, our our product guy who i was workshopping the videos with was like all right take this aeropress home make some (laughs) aeropresses you fool don't break anything (laughs) it was not as hard to not break stuff as i was concerned about i think i was just worried about breaking stuff i guess at work more than i was worried about it at home for some reason which seems like it should be the opposite but yeah uh so i i have i'm a recent I guess AeroPress convert. I still am not doing it every day, but it's it's good. Yeah, it's it's like good because my my partner teaches online in the morning sometimes, and so mm-hmm. I don't need a super loud coffee yeah, device. Yeah. Um, 
What else have I? Oh, we got I got a a Mocha Master via Glitter Cat. Oh and yeah, that has just I I don't do very many pour overs anymore because sure. It just it, it's an amazing device. Yeah, technoworms <laughs> are interesting because um, they make like a very specific the, the they don't the flavors they impart like every brewer imparts some kind of flavor the flavors that they impart are very specific and if you like coffee from a technovorn you're going to love coffee from a technovorm like i know some people who are not fans but once you've had it if it's something that you like it's like other drip brewers just don't do it for you anymore i feel like because it's so good it's so consistent and it's so that they're just so well made i guess yeah and it look i mean it just looks like something from the past and yeah. the future at the same time <laughs> yep they look really cool too they have a um a new one that actually you can uh a, a mocha master select that you can pick whether you want to do a half pot or a full pot and it actually changes i want to say the heating element does some different stuff and the flow rate's a little different depending on which um you pick so that you can do just a half pot and it still is like every bit as good as if you do a full pot it's kind of cool oh wow yeah, so worth checking out to anybody listening who is uh, who's into to, to technoworms. Uh, well, that is awesome. Um, do you so? Do you have any of some of we? You mentioned a couple little, little things here and there, but do you have any favorite stories from Getchu that you've? I mean, I don't want to ask you to like rank people <laughs> who have received grants or, or or gear but i'm i'm curious if there's any like fun stories that you can share uh you can keep them anonymous of course if you, I, if you want but i just i loved when we when uh hannah and i um did the zoom surprise like you're getting a grant thing just to to be very general to see people's reactions and to For see sure. how different people reacted differently um one person like just kind of screamed. <laughs> That's cool. And they were like, no way. Like, no, this is not. And we were like, yes, this is real. Um, no That's strings cool. attached. This is happening. Um, I, I always love, um, I, <laughs> this is, this is very simple, but I love it when people do, um, unboxing videos of the gear. Like, sure. We love that. Yeah. Like, I, I love it when there are local pickups and I get to meet maybe some coffee people that I've never met before. Mm-hmm. So they like we meet at a coffee shop or they, they swing by the house um, and I, I get to talk with them. And it's been it's been really nice, especially during the pandemic, to kind of do that in a you know socially distanced way, but still like build community in real life. Because I feel like that was kind of a that was kind of a struggle in the last year absolutely yeah i know even like for us in trying to so like my favorite thing to do and it wasn't necessarily the most like bringing in the most clicks or bringing in the most sales or whatever but my favorite thing that i have done in the past with scg is kind of traveling around the seattle area and talking to different roasters and doing interviews for our youtube channel um and it's super fun because we get to just like sit down in the same room and talk about roasting and yeah. like we had a great time we talked to velton um up in everett we talked to elm in uh in in seattle we talked to bluebeard in tacoma like all these these really cool 
people, these really cool roasters. And it just sucked to not be able to keep doing that over last year. It was definitely like, I mean, nothing compared to obviously the vast array of different, um, things that were going on. But, but like, that was definitely one of the hardest things I think from a professional's perspective is not being able to do that stuff. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I didn't realize how much I valued that kind of communication because I've always For been sure. like very introverted. Um, but this, this past year it's just been like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think coffee, it just goes to show how much like, yes, a lot of people were coming to us to buy home coffee equipment, which is great, but it goes to show how much coffee is a community thing and you don't realize realize that i think because like i'm i am weirdly i like doing stuff like this podcast and going on youtube channels but i'm not i also can be very introverted when it comes to like when i'm moving through my community Mm -hmm. but still when you stop at a coffee shop there is still like human contact that's happening between you and and a barista that even if you don't ever learn each other's names necessarily which you know depending, I mean, it's not, it's a good thing to know people, but, but even if you don't ever learn each other's names, you, there's still like communication happening and it's, was really weird to lose that. And I think coffee like really pinpointed that to a degree, um, over the last year. Uh, it's like not being able to go to coffee shops and not being able to go to bars are the things <laughs> that I think for a lot of people, like, the, <laughs> the daily coffee shop sit was definitely the thing that I miss too. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that part of the routine is hard. Definitely. I don't think, I'm not sure if I missed the bars as much. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't either, but I know a lot of people who did. <laughs> For me, it was, it was really more coffee shops and, um, and going to see live music. Uh, All but, music, but I know yeah. that, that like, those are like the pinnacles of, 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 uh, of stuff you go out and do and move around in your community. And it's been rough to not be able to do it, but hopefully there's like some end in sight <laughs> there. Yeah. Here's hoping. Yeah, which will hopefully um, also allow, I guess that's sort of the last thing that comes to mind that is, I don't know if you've heard anything about this, but it's got to be really hard even receiving the grants to get rolling on actually building your coffee business right now. So I'm wondering, do you know if like these people that you're talking to, and not necessarily like with the stuff that we've done, but just broadly for Get You Some Gear, are these, are they like kind of gearing up now to get opened and to see people or have they been kind of quietly been working at a reduced capacity the whole time? So I, I'm pretty sure, um, at least from the, the Seattle coffee gear grants that everyone is either open now or they will be opening soon. Cool. Um, I know that, uh, bright vibe and Talitha, they've been, she's been like working, um, different, different events, and like setting up their their cart in different spots um cute coffee they've they've been you know roasting along they've got some really really cool additions to their coffee program sweet Um, they also sent some coffee to us recently and they pack them with these little hearts and they're wildflower seeds they're little heart cards yeah (laughs) that's really cool plant me yeah that's Um, yeah that's awesome yeah, definitely add them to the list of, of my, my favorite coffee people <laughs> For sure. and coffee um, coffee roasters. Yeah, so I, I think that, you know, a lot of folks are figuring out, you know, safer ways to 
you know, safer ways that they feel good about to, you know, get their, their coffee business running. Cause I know, I know that it's tough because I guess, you know, when you're not doing something, you're, you're like not making money, right? possibly yeah. losing it. So I, I really, really understand and respect, you know, the folks that have still been going hard and still working you know, during sure. the pandemic. Yeah. It's not over, but like, no, but hopefully those people can start to like see a real return instead of just getting by um, as as we get like able. I know I was able I was fortunate enough to get my second vaccine this week. So I'm very excited to get back to coffee shops in a few weeks. <laughs> I think I think it was I, I got vaccinated a little bit earlier. I got the one shot and mm-hmm. like hugged my parents. And oh, yeah. You know, go to a coffee shop and sit outside by myself sometimes. And it's just like. Oh, it's so like soothing. Yeah, yeah it feels <laughs> so really nice. good. Yeah. Well, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show so much. It's been a like pure delight to chat with you. Is there anything else you wanted to hit on before we we wrap up? Ooh, I think that I don't know. Stay tuned for more uh, grants, possibly. Yeah, yeah, that's my hope too. <laughs> a little, I don't know. A little teaser. I don't know what we have to announce right now in part because like admittedly I'm I get to I get to do the fun thing which is just see all of the the anyone listening I'm almost in your position where I'm like I see the posts on Instagram and I'm like oh my god this person sounds awesome I'm so happy that we were able to work with them but I'm not as involved in the the um the mechanics of the program itself so I don't have too much to share in that regard but I mean I definitely stay tuned because I think I think we're excited to continue working with yeah uh, with I get you I heard some some positive things and also like I I really want you know coffee companies to look at you know what what you all have done and what Royal has done um, and you know even even our coffee friends at Oatly like mm-hmm. they've they've decided to you know give up some some capital to help other folks build equity with no strings attached and like you know ultimately that's that's the kind of pressure that like get you existing um wants absolutely to, like, yeah you know put on folks and i think the a key thing for us is to try not to make it i mean obviously anytime a company does some kind of like work like this there's a degree of it like oh you know look how good we look we're helping people but i really think our goal here is less to do that and more to just actually have an, an impact because we recognize like the health of the one, it's just the right thing to do. And then we recognize that the health of the industry as a whole is super important. And that doesn't, it's not going to look good in the future if it's the same people making the same coffee forever and ever. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think it's, it's really exciting for us genuinely just from a position of this is cool stuff that these people are doing that we get to help them do more of rather than a like, okay, we've checked the box. We've done our good deed for the year. Um, so I'm excited that we get to continue to do that with, with, with everyone there. Yeah. And it just, it just feels good and it's really totally. Fun. So. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll be sure to, to put, um, the, in the show notes for this episode, if you're listening, I'll make sure to put, uh, 
some of the the links to stuff that we've done, the collaborations and the grants that we've done on some of the Instagram posts, because I'm sure for a lot of people listening that this maybe is the first time you've heard about any of this if you don't follow our socials. So um, so we'll make sure to give you the 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 tools to go find some of this stuff, too. So you can you can have some fun with it as well. Yeah. And thanks for listening. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much again for joining us, Chris. Um, we'll have to have you. We'll have you back on the show again in the future, I'm sure, uh, because because uh, it's been really great. 